Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Apparently, you know, Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, was really in the mix for the Seahawks head coaching job. Like they interviewed him twice and brought him back. There was even a report out there that don't be surprised if the Seahawks hire Mike Kafka as the head coach. Now, they liked him so much after they hired Mike McDonald that they wanted to have him be the offensive coordinator. So they said, can we interview him to be the offensive coordinator? Because if it's a lateral move, you have to ask permission from the Giants. And the Giants said no. Now, the headlines, Giants block Mike Kafka from going to Seahawks, <clears throat> makes it sound like they blocked him from head coaching interviews. Is not what happened. They blocked him from a lateral move, which happens all the time. Yeah, but I, I do think My that... microphone there. Oh, I'm sorry. I do think that uh, the Giants are going through a transition right now with their coaching staff. And the last thing that Brian Dayball wants to deal with is having to break in not only a new defensive coordinator, but a new offensive coordinator. Now, I know Giant fans may not be happy with their offense coordinator given the way that their offenses looked, <clears throat> especially last season. But that's more uh, due to the quarterback problems than anything else, if you ask me. Yeah. So I, I don't... Uh, I think Brian Gable is smart for doing this. You know, you got to keep some stability. Can't just start over with a whole new staff. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't remember a lot of times unless there was a falling out in a particular place, and it felt like someone just had to leave. Where a successful, even though Mike Kafka and the Giants' offense really hasn't been all that successful, but a a guy that a team wanted to keep, they allowed to go and interview in other places. Now, I don't know if Mike Kafka is disappointed by this. If he said, I'd, I'd like a fresh start out in a place. But then again, like you, you didn't get the head coaching job. You're in the mix for the head coaching job. Now you're, you know that you're the second choice. You want to go out there? I don't know. All right, think, of, think of it this way. All right, this would be Brian Dayball's third year yep. uh, going into the 2024 season. Let's say they have another six-win season. What do you think's happening? Well, he's not going to be here. Um, well, we we thought that about Robert Sala. He's <clears> still here. To- totally different set of circumstances because Aaron Rodgers runs that organization, and this is the head coach that he wants to be uh, in place when he plays next year. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers weren't here and Zach Wilson had failed again <clears throat> last year and they were going to be at the, the top of the draft and we were going to probably take another quarterback, then Rob Sala wouldn't be here. Rob Sala is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the bulletproof vest for Rob Sala, whereas with Brian Dayball and Bill Belichick hanging around, as you have uh, pointed out many times, that if the Giants have a disappointing season, and it, it maybe not just with the win-loss record, but how it looks, then he's not going to be here after three years if Bill Belichick wants to coach the Giants. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, so as far as Kafka is concerned, I could see why Brian Dable and the Giants wouldn't want to let him go. Just simply because of the transitioning that's going on within the Giants coaching staff right now as we speak. Thinking about the two teams that are here and how much we have talked about them and will talk about them, it just shows you how far away the two New York teams are from being in the next Super Bowl or any Super Bowl. I mean, I understand <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers is going to yeah. to give them a shot, the Jets, and they think they're going to do it. But I mean, my lord, I, they, they are the Jets and the Giants are eons, eons away from being either one of these two teams. 
And anybody will say, and we always get the tweets, oh, you hate the Jets, you hate the Giants. No, I don't. No, we don't. I want them to play well. I want them to be good. We we always root for them to be good because it makes everything more exciting and more fun for us. Uh, but we got to get real. I mean, n- neither one of these teams. I mean, if everything fell into place for the Jets, there's a shot that yeah. they could they could they could get there. But I mean, how they're so screwed up. That article came out showed you how screwed up they were, and we already kind of had an idea. About that, they got a head coach that is clueless. They've got a 41 year old quarterback by the time he takes the field next year, like 40 year old quarterback coming off a massive Achilles injury, who is nothing but drama. And the Giants, I mean, my lord, I don't, they they don't have a single weapon on offense. Their quarterback situation is a disaster. They've got all sorts of malfunctioning, or no, what's the what's the word? Dysfunctioning, dysfunction, (laughs) dysfunction in the amongst the ranks. There, I mean, it is. It's a joke. Hey, you know, when you got the D word associated with your organization, it's not good. No, man. Dysfunction is not good. Jim Harbaugh in the news. Of course, his brother, John, no longer in the postseason and the uh, all eyes on the Harbaugh's uh, all the time. And uh, Jim Harbaugh taking that job with the Chargers. And he said a couple of things. Well, apparently well, there's a report and then something that he said that I thought were, was interesting. The first uh, being this was the report that Saquon Barkley is at the top of Jim Harbaugh's free agent list. Now, he didn't come out and say this, but this is the report that he he wants Saquon Barkley on the Chargers. Now, I could understand why he would, but what the Giants do with Saquon Barkley is going to be fascinating because they can use the tag again if they wanted to after all that drama last year. Saquon basically said, yeah, last year I told you I want to be a giant for life, but the way that this offseason was handled, I'm not going to say that anymore because this is a business. So I don't think that he is going to go out of his way to sign with the Giants. They're certainly not going to give him the offer that they gave him last year with more mileage on him and dealing with another injury. So I think the best thing for both parties is that they move on. And if they do, Saquon Barkley with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert would be a perfect landing spot for him. And the Giants would get a compensatory pick uh, due to the loss of a free agent yep. of his stature. So that would be most likely some sort of mid-round pick. Um, yeah, Listen, if I were Saquon Barkley, I, if I could go to the Chargers right now under Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, I would try my damnedest to get there, assuming that they're going to pay me the contract that I would like. Um and if I were him, I'd want to get the hell out of New York. I mean, yeah. I, I'd be like totally sick of it. It's enough already. You know, it's exactly. enough already. I mean, he's been here. The team had really one successful season uh, <clears throat> since he has been here. And he didn't get the contract. He's had to deal with regime changes. It's just, it's it's enough. He's got to go somewhere else. And you know, where the Giants are, there's really no point in them paying a running back even like what the franchise tag is going to make him pay uh, that they're going to have to pay him. So I would just, it's time. It's just time. It's just feels like it's time. And he was a great, he's the Walter Payton man of the year nominee for the giants. He has been an exemplary professional. There hasn't been a thing about Saquon Barkley's tenure from his standpoint as a, as a man and a, and a, and an athlete and a leader and a professional that you could say boo about got hurt too much. Um, but it's just, it would be, this This is the time. It just feels like the time. 
And if I'm Saquon and I see that report, I'm like, I call my agent immediately. Make this happen. <laughs> Make this happen. Yeah. Well, again, money's gonna money's gonna be a big part of this whole thing. And, and they whether have some or not, cap issues, yeah, right. Chargers right now. Yeah, they'll, they'll actually clean out a lot of that stuff. Believe it or not. And I would also think that you know, look, if you're the Giants, <laughs> you could protect yourself and tag and trade them. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe get a higher draft pick, but at the end of the day, like I said, you'd get a third. Um, you know, depending on where he signs and uh and how much he gets. But I just I, I kind of feel like it's over for him. I want it to be over for him. Yeah. I want him to go somewhere else to see what it's like. And to maybe enjoy now the Chargers haven't been all that successful. No. That's why they're on their what third coach in three years, right? So um, you know, maybe Jim Harbaugh is the difference maker there, and maybe he gets with Greg Roman as their offense coordinator more out of Justin Herbert. And, and quite frankly, if you could, and I and I think you know they they may be tired of their running back Austin Eckler, yeah, who was in the same situation as Saquon Barkley last off season, where he was talking about needing to get paid, and then he ended up getting hurt as well. So it was a similar track that both of them had. And maybe last just year. Maybe, maybe they switched teams. Who knows? <laughs> so I wonder, you know, will. A big trade happened this week. The deadline is. I think the Nets have got to make some trades because they got to get they got to get set up to kind of try to improve via the draft and maybe some uh, take on some money from somewhere. I don't know, but uh, the Knicks, uh, who can they add? I mean, just get healthy. Yeah, and you know he only likes to play nine guys anyway. So it is Thursday, Thursday, February eighth is the trade deadline. So we'll probably get some stuff that happens earlier than that, but then Friday morning we might have something. Any chance the Nets and the Knicks ever make a trade? They cannot. So the one guy you would want, or the the missing piece, would be Mikael Bridges. There is no way in hell the Nets are going to trade Mikael Bridges to the Knicks. I mean, here's the thing. If it makes the Nets better for the future, they have to consider it. But... You know, I don't care. But that could be the player that actually brings the Knicks a championship. And you're telling me that after the Nets thought that they were going to be in NBA Finals and win multiple championships with with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, that just a couple years later, they made the trade that put the Knicks back down the canyon of heroes? Yeah, I know. know It's it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing (laughs) to to even think like a Ranger-Islander trade or a Ranger-Devil trade or a Devil-Islander trade. I know it's tough to to fathom that or a Met-Yankee trade. Well, Met-Yankee's easier. The Jets traded Leonard Williams to the Giants just recently. AFC, NFC. I understand. But I I just think that, you know, you got to do what's really truly in the best interest of your franchise. You know, and you may have this this wall in between these two franchises for whatever reason. And I guess the reason why you pointed out, you don't want to give the other team a chance to win a championship in the, in the city that you're trying to compete with them in. But if the Knicks make an offer, that is the best offer that you possibly can get for Mikhail Bridges. I mean, if you're Sean Marks, the prudent thing to do is to make the, is to make the deal. It would have to be a ton of those picks that the Knicks have and probably a player in there too. Maybe Quentin Grimes and four picks. Or first what, round picks. What, I mean, like if the Knicks really feel like they need one more guy. I think that I think they are really competitive right now. When they are totally healthy, they can compete with anybody they play against. We've right. seen that already. And I think uh depending on what Julius Randle's long term like short term future is, how long he's gonna be out with that dislocated shoulder, um, I think you if you're the Knicks, you gotta get somebody else in here now. 
under these present circumstances with one of your highest scoring players hurt. Yeah, and I've never trusted a Knicks regime this much in my almost my entire lifetime, except when Pat Riley was here. They outside of that one off season where they got Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, I mean they have pressed the right buttons ever since that miserable off season. Yeah, so once Lan Rose took over, but it, it's taken some patience. Oh yeah, which is like yeah. I, there's two things I talk about: patience and stability. And the Knicks have shown both since Lan Rose has taken over. They have, but this is one of those moments, too, where they're going to have to exercise that same type of patience because maybe that deal isn't out there and you can't panic because you know, the offseason might bring you that that player in a better situation than, than the trade deadline. The other thing, too, you got to be thinking about, okay, all we got to do is get to the tournament anyway. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, basketball in, you know, May and June is when it's important. Just like for hockey, it's a, it's May and April and May. So you're the end June and you're thinking to yourself, okay, who are we getting back and when are they coming back? So there's a chance that Mitchell Robinson can could be coming back. They, you know, they do expect Julius Randle to yeah. come back. Mm-hmm. So Ananobi will be back probably very soon. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a point where you ha- you do have a log jam. Now the thing is, Hartenstein has played great. Yeah. I, he has played unbelievable, well, but I, I still think he's playing too much. Too much. Well, so is Dante DiVincenzo <clears throat> and these guys. That's why they're great role players. How about Precious Achua? Huh? Say that again. I said, how about Precious Achua? Yeah, absolutely. All those guys have been phenomenal. But you don't want to be having to lean on them for big minutes One for more a guy. month straight. One more guy. If it is Mikael Bridges and you reunite this whole Villanova team, mm. which would be unbelievable. And I bet you if you ask Mikael Bridges, if he, that's what he wants. Yeah, I mean, he uh, did. He he loved Phoenix, though. He said he loved living out there. So he might he might not love being on the East Coast, but obviously if he's with his guys. Yeah, and he doesn't and have to move a championship. Yeah. And you're and you're at the Garden, and I know it's probably really tough for guys like Jerry and Sean Marash and and Evan to even think that that is even a possibility. I could see those guys' heads explode mm. if, in fact, that trade was ever made. In all, in all reality, if you want to rebuild your team, you have to do it yeah, but, in, in a way that's right for your team. But I mean, my counter to that is, if you rebuild, you want to rebuild around a guy like that, who's young and that talented. And to give him up at this stage of his career seems silly. But there are going to be teams that are going to offer a hell of a lot for him. And I just, I don't think, it would have to be a complete overpay. For Sean Marks to really well, think about. Let me it. ask you a question. Where are the Nets going right now? So nowhere fast. Okay, so didn't we feel like that about the Knicks like three years ago? Yes, for like two decades. We felt like we, that. Well, I mean, I, yeah. we felt like that. I felt like that since like 1995 <clears throat> or 99, actually. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I think I think if you can somehow get Mikhail Bridges, you got to. It's probably it's not going to happen. I know that. I but that would be my target. Oh sure, and I would try to get him, and I would try to get him if it if it takes all this draft capital that I have that you never know turns into something. Like this is what Lou Lamarillo does with the Islanders; he takes his first round draft picks, who he knows because of where he's picking in the draft. You never know if those players are ever going to work out, and he takes those first round draft picks and he turns it into players like Bo Horvat and Romanoff, one of their defenders, and. They become, you know, J.G. Pajot, they become the, the backbone of the team for the next six to seven years. And they're all legitimate, developed players at that point. And that's what the Knicks need. The Knicks need a legitimate, developed player right now. And the Nets need 
assets to move forward to build rebuild the franchise. 